lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Monday. We are back. Forgot how the mic works. Forgot to pull my microphone back. You can tell we're a little bit rusty. Steve Dace here, back from Disney World. What a long, strange trip it has been. Todd Erzin is here, as well as Aaron McIntyre and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email us. Like us on Facebook. More on that in a moment. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Check out our parlor page as well, at Steve Dace. And we just started a new MeWe page. Uh, just look up Steve Dace there on MeWe. That's all you have to do. In fact... Our new MeWe page is going to take center stage next hour. What is MeWe? It's apparently the parlor of Facebook. It's really slick, too. It is. It is actually. honestly really, I was, really when slick. I, when I set everything up over the weekend, I was more impressed with its initial rollout yep. than I thought I was going to be. So uh, it is the parlor of Facebook, and uh, it's where we're going to be spending more time in the near future, and I'll explain why here in a few minutes. But our Monday Town Hall, for the first time, our MeWe followers are going to take center stage with an Ask Me Anything for our Monday Town Hall that's coming up in the next hour of the show. Also coming up, my new book, A Nefarious Carol, releases on December the 15th. Now here's a little hint. I got word from Amazon that the Audible version, the audio version from Audible, Released yesterday, it's already a certified number one bestseller at Amazon, so thank you very much for that. I did the read along with my oldest daughter. She plays the female lead in the audio version. You can go on Amazon.com right now and not just pre-order the hardcover, but if you really want to make sure my kids get a good Christmas, because trust me, I blew their all their Christmas money at Disney last week. Uh, you can also now get the audio version. It is out a full two weeks early today, courtesy of Audible, the audio version of my new book, A Nefarious Carol, the sequel to A Nefarious Plot. Speaking of A Nefarious Plot, that movie is going to be turned into, or that that book will be turned into a movie next year. Over the weekend, I had a chance to read the first 20 or so pages of the script. It's really good. Really good. You can tell that it is because I'm saying something. If I read it and it wasn't, I just wouldn't say anything. And I'd be talking to them instead. (laughs) But it's really, really good. It is off to one heck of a start. All right. So, uh, but get the sequel book, A Nefarious Carol. It comes out on December the 15th at uh, bookstores everywhere. Pre-order it now at Amazon. The audio version is out right now. Hey, have you noticed your hair isn't looking as full as it used to? Yes, losing your hair is no fun. So let's talk about options, shall we? You could uh, go to the doctor for a hair loss treatment prescription, then visit the pharmacy and try not to go broke as you're trying not to go bald, or you can try Keeps from the comfort of your own home, where you're going to get the same doctor-recommended FDA-approved hair loss treatment, but Keeps offers the generic versions for about half the cost. And one more thing you're going to love about Keeps is that it's all online. You just answer a few questions, snap a few pics of your hair, and a licensed doctor will review your info, recommend the right hair loss treatment for you, and then it is shipped directly to your door. And then we throw in one more incentive, too. So you get the generic version, so big savings off the top. And then the convenience factor with Keeps 
keeps, but how about one more big discount as well? Half off your first order when you go to keeps.com slash grow. That's K-E-E-P-S for keeps.com slash grow. So to open up the show here today, I thought that I would just get everybody caught up. And this is the first time I have seen Todd and Aaron uh, that we've even had a chance to talk since I got back. Uh, I got back Friday, and of course, it's always a, a huge ordeal to get back, unpack, put things back where they are, get caught up on things. Saturday, I decided, you know, you got to have that day of vacation after a vacation like that. And so I took Saturday off as much as I could and just, you know, tried to chill and watch as much football as I could. Yesterday, getting around our traditional family movie night and man, the ballad of Ricky Bobby, Talladega, Talladega Nights is still laugh out loud funny, by the way. I haven't watched it in several years. But in and around family movie night and other things, uh, spent a lot of time Sunday and then also today. That's why I actually was a little late coming in here uh, later than I normally am. On the phone, working as many sources as I could, trying to get a grasp on what has gone down while we were away. And we're going to get Aaron's take on that here at the bottom of the hour. But I wanted to take this opening segment and just kind of get myself caught up and you and I in the audience caught up together and Todd, Aaron, and I caught up together as well. Um, I had... I had two epiphanies while I was gone. One, while at Disney, and, you know, there are stresses when it's two adults and three teenagers together for that long period of time. And um, I think Monday we walked 13 miles. I kept track. Uh, Tuesday we walked 12 miles. Thursday, we did 10. We, you can't do the park hopper anymore. Although, uh, apparently, they just lifted that restriction the day that we were leaving. That's where you could just visit any park you want as many times if you buy that during a day. Uh, when we signed up, you had to do one park a day. And when we last went 10 years ago, the whole Disney Springs shopping experience wasn't nearly what it is today. And now I've got a wife and two teenage daughters, and I just thought, you know, they're going to do a whole bunch of kind of traditional dude rides and stuff, you know? Let's give them a shopping day. So I told them, hey, we're going to have one day where we're going shopping in Disney Springs. and But that meant one park had to go because uh, we couldn't park hop. And so we didn't get to Animal Kingdom. That was the one we voted as a family, and that got the fewest votes of the one everybody wanted to go to. So we spent Monday at Magic Kingdom, which is my favorite. Uh, Tuesday, because uh, I am I mean, I went to Disneyland and Disney World so many times as a kid, and that's what the Magic Kingdom is, what it originally was before it blew up and expanded. Tuesday, we did Epcot. Wednesday was our shopping day, and then Thursday, we went to Hollywood Studios, and that's where Galaxy's Edge is, and wow. I mean, that just will blow you away. That was incredible. And in between there, you know, you have the blow-ups where you get short-tempered with each other, particularly Monday. Disney claimed that, that they had 50% capacity. There was not 50% capacity at the Magic Kingdom on Monday. I can, I can promise you that. That place was packed. And then they're trying to figure out social distancing with that many people. And some of what they did made sense, and then others did not. Like, I don't get getting rid of the fast pass 
that's where you can pay more and and stand in a separate line that's shorter or or get a call number to not have to stand in line it would it would seem if you want to stop people from conglomerating you'd have options like that on the table right instead they took all that away which meant we're all now standing together in these lines for a long period of time which social distancing just did not happen masks were a nuisance Really only Monday, because that was the only day it was in the 80s. The rest of the week, it was actually very nice in the low to mid-70s. So it was really more of a pest. Me personally, I would have... I'd, I'd trade the fast pass for having to wear a mask even outside, no matter how hot it is. That's how much of a difference the fast pass made. But as the years go by, and already it's been a week now, you know, almost, since we got there, and... The little grievances and stuff when you guys get on each other's nerves or grading each other, you don't even remember that stuff. You just remember the good stuff. And already, I can, I can only just remember the good stuff and the good memories. And it may be the last time we ever get a chance to do that as a family. I've got a, my oldest is going to be 20 in February. She's looking to move out She's soon. She's got a, a good job. She gets paid well, manages a store in the mall and, you know, is ready to be independent, manage your own life. And so that's the reason, one of the reasons we decided to go ahead and do it this year, even with all this going on, because we weren't sure in the future that this might be our last chance with everybody still at home that we could make this happen. And when you're there, unless you go out of your way to know what's going on in the world around you, it is, you're oblivious to all of this. It is its own world. It's a magic kingdom after all. You know, um, and, and there were two epiphanies I had during that experience. One was, let me start with the good one first. The good one is every opportunity you have to do things like this with loved ones, there are going to be plenty of things that are going to get ruined are being ruined, are ruinable, given where we're at as a culture and where we are bound and determined, it seems, to go. When you have these kinds of moments, and if it's not, it doesn't have to be Disney, whatever it is for you, when you have the moments to get away from this and enjoy the even in its, its current state of erosion, the freedoms that we have, the prosperity that we have, even in its current state of erosion, and we are watching it right now erode in real time. Take full advantage of it. Enjoy it. Don't let this become all-consuming. If you have things, hunting trips, whatever your thing is, shopping trips, uh, whatever, amusement parks. But if you have those moments, I, I would urge you to take full advantage of them. And don't be eager to bring the culture war to those areas. It will likely just show up on its own anyway. I mean, I was shocked at some of the things I saw at Disney. Uh, we went to the American History presentation. I think I even posted about this that day. I, I couldn't believe what, what I saw. I mean, now this was standard American history until about 10, 20 years ago. Now it's forgotten. But it was honest. I couldn't believe how honest it was, even about the pilgrims and religious freedom and everything. I was shocked. 
there were other things there that I was surprised still called back to tradition and heritage more so than I expected, frankly. I mean, uh, I, I'd never done Spaceship Earth before, so my wife finally got me to go on. I didn't want to do it because I was afraid it was going to annoy me, and it did for the exact reasons that it annoyed me. It's, it's, a, hollow, it's a hollow telling of human history. And so even at Disney, you see the conflict that is raging. But at least our viewpoint is represented. I mean, first thing you hear when you walked into Magic Kingdom, I hear Joy to the World, Hark the Herald Angels sing traditional Christmas carols blaring throughout Disney World all week long. We're going to have plenty of enemies. We already have plenty of enemies. We don't need to be the Ebenezer Scrooge of this tale. There is going to be plenty of opportunities for every one of us to show how much we don't want to live together as a people anymore. Don't be eager to take that fight with you wherever you go. You don't have to. It's going to show up eventually. So when you get to a place where you don't have to, where you get to just be a dad or a mom or a kid or a husband and a wife, let me encourage you to take full advantage of that. Because I don't know how many of those areas we're going to have left given what I'm about to say next. So I, I wanted to say that first. Getting on the plane Friday and now trying to get myself recalibrated to come back home. And I'm, I'm kind of aware of what's going on, but I'm really not. I mean, I'm probably still, because the way my mind works, I can't just completely unplug from like anything because I need it to, my mind needs to be occupied constantly. But from the standard that I typically am plugged in by, I'm way unplugged. I'm still probably more unplugged than the average person on a vacation. But from the standard that I'm typically plugged in, I'm way unplugged. And so Friday and little by little, I knew I was going to take Saturday off just to have some me time in the man cave watching football, chilling out. So Friday, you know, you're on a plane for a few hours. I'm trying to get, you got a few hour layover, trying to get replugged back in little by little. Sunday, yesterday, spent a lot more time doing it all up early this morning, doing it again. And I don't know what happened while I was gone. I was gone barely a week. Not even a week. Left on Sunday, got back on Friday. And when you do this full time for a living as I do, and you're plugged into watching this happen all the time, I don't think maybe we appreciate on our show, gentlemen, the rate of deceleration that is occurring. Unplug for a week. Semi-unplug for a week. And then come back. And your, your, your mouth will just be agape. Mine was. I'm gone barely a week and, and suddenly Brian Kemp goes from governor of the year to a eunuch down in Georgia. I'm gone for barely a week. My own governor apparently went down to the shaman at the local village and consulted the witch doctor 
makes you feel like I have to just, I can't leave. I like have to watch, you have to just watch everything constantly. Like you can't take a break. Everything has to be babysat. And then this whole thing with the, 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 I don't, I don't, I can't wrap my mind on what is going on with the election challenges. I don't know. I'm pretty smart. I can't figure it out. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I know this anytime, anytime Rudy Giuliani gets involved, it, every, it gets ruined every time. I can't think of anything politically good he has done in 20 years. That's one. But two, I have a hard time believing that Sidney Powell decided, hey, I just won the most improbable legal battle on the right, maybe ever. The exoneration of Michael Flynn. I mean, for three years, I thought that thing was a flat-out political grift. I even said it here on the show how many times I thought it was. Then we do the discovery process and we catch the the system screwing this guy red-handed and you're like, oh. So now I'm... I guess I'm being led to believe that after winning that battle, when people like me told her this is not winnable or it's some kind of political grift, and then she won it, she then decided to parlay that into wild, baseless conspiracy theories that probably leave her open to disbarment permanently if she is, if she's a fraud, not to mention the defamation lawsuits coming her way that will bankrupt her. Or she's gone certifiably insane in real time, or she's telling the truth. Those are pretty much the three options on the table at the moment, right? Okay. Yeah. So um, before I dunk on her, woman already proved me wrong once. I don't know her, by the way. I I interviewed her once. That was six years ago before you guys worked here. I don't know her at all other than that. Um, But before I dunk on her and dismiss her, I did that once and she proved me wrong. So I'm going to be kind of hesitant to let her prove me wrong again that being said when i left here it seemed like the case for election fraud was on at least solid enough legal ground to force the supreme court to act one way or the other meaning is it legal in the state of pennsylvania to count ballots that aren't observable or not what does the state law say who makes the state law for elections in these states courts or legislatures Who certifies elections? Legislatures or the media? Is a ballot still countable when it's turned in after the deadline? I mean, these are very definable things in a court of law. Very definable. Um, I don't know that it's about any of those things, though, right now. It kind of seems like it's off the rails. And Sydney Powell, I don't believe, is the problem. She might be wrong here. She might be a grifter. I thought she was for three years and got proven wrong. So forgive me if I'm going to give Sydney Powell the benefit of the doubt after she pantsed me once already. I'm going to show some humility and self-awareness that's sorely lacking from many sectors of people with platforms in our culture. It, Giuliani, though, is a disaster. Everything he puts his hands on touches turns to disaster he preempted the whistleblower on biden and china with the stupid hunter biden laptop that had some damning things on there but was nowhere near a guy who came out and said hey i did business with joe biden to grift off of our biggest enemy 
that should have been the story, right? Mm-hmm. But Rudy Giuliani had to do his own thing. I mean, he's a disaster. And you know that, which is why he was the media anointed favorite in 2008 to be the GOP nominee and kept having to move his campaign to different states because he couldn't find a place where he could actually win with our base. Most of you know this. But apparently someone in Trump world does not know that and keeps letting him in. He was the debate coach for that disastrous first debate, him and Chris Christie, by the way, that if Trump is certified the loser, helped seal his doom, that first debate, Giuliani had his hands all over that too. So, I, I, I mean, this thing is off the rails. I don't know what is true. So I'm just going to kind of be patient and let it all play out a little bit longer. But I, I had Facebook tell me that I was spreading, I had violated their community standards by sharing the Danish mask study. It finally came out while I was gone. It was published in the Annals of Internal Medicine. In fact, if you actually look at the the metrics of the Danish mask study, what you'll find is they had slightly more elevated areas of infection among those who wore the masks compared to those who did not. Slightly. And that's kind of the last straw for me. You know, I, I, I did something two weeks ago on this show I should not have done. I was wrong. I apologize. I let... The system, I said, hey, we're going to, we got to, they're banning us on everything. This is how we monetize our show. So I guess we'll have to move this stuff that really matters over to the, the, the place where we can go directly to subscribers, right? That was kind of the conversation right. we had. Yeah. I'm, I'm not doing that. That, that. that was wrong. And I guess I needed them telling me that publishing the, the a study that showed that masks don't work was made me a public menace. I think I just needed that, you know, like that one chick needed uh, the uh, the grapefruit to the face from Jimmy Cagney that one time. I needed that. As soon as I got that, I was like, what am I doing? I had this totally backwards. It's the other way around. I'm not changing a damn thing of my show for any of these entities. Nothing. I'll just limit what I post on these entities down to nothing. So, you know, if you follow me on Facebook, you're going to get really generic stuff. You might get my Disney picks. I put some Disney picks up there, like the Millennium Falcon and stuff like that. You'll get links to the show, but I'm not posting any opinions on there anymore. I don't work for the Facebook fact check team. I don't know the hell these people are. Nor do I work for the Facebook unscience team. F them. I'm not, I don't work for them. I work for you. I don't work for him. I don't work for them. So, no, I'm not going to just walk in there and ask him to demonetize and ban me. I mean, I'm just going to post really generic stuff on there. Really generic. And if you want to find out what I really think, you'll get it here or on MeWe or Parler. And a little bit more on Twitter. But I'm not I'm not going to change anything we do about the show to placate them. They can all go to hell. And because that's where they're from. So ET phone home. And... I was wrong to even contemplate that. It sounded really smart. So the one thing I do have to thank the Facebook fact check, unfact check, and junk science team for is reminding me that even here in Iowa, where we're kind of away from the system 
and we're not constantly barraged with its influences and things of that nature, even here, we can succumb to the spirit of the age. Thank you for the humbling reminder. And you can all still go to hell. So no, I'm not changing anything here. We're just going to do the same show we always did. To our social media team here at The Blaze, you'll just have to be a little bit more strategic, I guess, about what clips you choose to share, I guess. But I'm not changing anything. So, screw them. No. I think we are irreparably broken as a culture. I think, you know, a good friend of mine texted this to me today. We have had one presidential candidate that any of us would want to vote for in the last 36 years now. 32 years. One presidential candidate in the last 32 years win the popular vote. Donald Trump got 80 million votes. I'm sorry, 70 million votes. 70 million. Over 70 million. I mean, if that's not good enough to win, then I think we should at least consider this isn't winnable in the current arena we're in. And that we need to consider some other arenas. We got to do more than just pleasure ourselves to Fox Hub. Just pleasuring ourselves to Fox Hub, vote GOP, and then just magically, things will change. No, they won't. We've lost every institution in the country. Every last one. And in many cases, they were just taken without a fight. I'm watching a bunch of people I like and respect and a bunch of you, frankly, sitting around waiting for courts to act to tell them what is a lawful ballot and what is not to tell us when you can reopen your business or when you can't. When you take the face diaper off your kid at school and when you cannot. You want to know what the other side did? They understood what government by the consent of the governed means. They just refused to consent to things they didn't want to be governed with anymore. Just changed it. They understood that action is what changes law. Law doesn't change action. We think the other way around. See, the left understands social action is what changes the law. That we are not a nation of laws, and we never have been. We are a nation of political will, and we always will be. They act. We react. We sit around waiting for a governor to tell us my business can be open again. They just decide, well, we just we don't care about your marriage definition. And we want to kill our kids, so we're just going to do it. Cool. 5,000, poor one out. They just do it. We wait to act. Steve, I'm stuck in Ohio. I'm stuck in Illinois. They just, they just do stuff. And if we're not willing to do that, we have no chance to win. It really is then revival or bust, meaning heaven has to bail us out. Totally and completely. 
Like, not in a providential way, like what the founding fathers were talking about when they invoked providence. What did they mean by that word? What they meant was, if their, if their motives were right, and the cause was just, and the crusade was a righteous one, then it would invoke the will of God to give it favor. That's what they meant by that. They, it, they didn't mean we just sit here with our thumbs up our anuses, blogging. And then getting banned for what we blogged. That's not what they thought. That's not what it meant. They, they thought their action would like spur divine favor. That's what providence meant. We kind of just sit around like the disciples after Jesus ascended. Oh, wow, that's, that's really cool. The angel has to come down and say, uh, I thought you guys were giving some marching orders, getting some stuff to do. Uh, get going here. Oh, yeah, okay. You sit around on Fox Hub, man. Leave me alone, I'm baiting. I'm on Fox Hub. Fox Hub. Laura Ingram's the blonde section. I'm just sitting around on Fox Hub waiting to tell me which Republicans to vote for. And then maybe my business can open. Maybe. We can't win like that. We're not going to win like that. And... That's why this thing is irreparably broken. Because we won't fix it. Whenever you get the chance to do business with somebody who shares your values, make sure you take full advantage of it. That's where Patriot Mobile comes in. It's America's only conservative mobile phone company. They'll never charge you hidden fees and they share your values and they won't send your hard-earned money to organizations like Planned Butcherhood or anything like that. Uh, But instead, you'll also uh, get the same reliable nationwide service that you get from the big boys, but in support of the country you love and the values that you share. Switching is easy. Keeping your phone, you can do that. You can bring your own phone. You can buy a new phone if you want to do so. And right now, when you join their family of freedom-loving Americans, get free activation plus a free gift with the offer code Steve. That's free activation plus a free gift with the offer code Steve if you make the switch today. Call them at 972-PATRIOT. Again, that is 972-PATRIOT. Or visit them online at patriotmobile.com slash Steve to take advantage of the offer at patriotmobile.com slash Steve. So now that I've discussed what I did and what I thought about while I was away, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by expectations versus reality. Let's have some updates on the two biggest stories of the year, COVID mania and the election. We'll start with the latter. After almost two weeks of gathering sworn affidavits and numerous lawsuits pertaining to the outcome of the presidential election in numerous states, most of which focused on the legality of ballots cast in states like Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia, the Trump campaign last week was gripped by a series of new narratives focused on Dominion voting systems. 
Systems, the company who manufactures hardware and software for digital voting, among other things. The Dominion narrative was driven largely by now former Trump campaign attorney Sidney Powell, who in the last week has claimed a globalist conspiracy involving George Soros and the Clinton Foundation, among others, sought to rig this month's election in favor of Joe Biden by switching millions of Trump votes to Biden using Dominion software. Powell repeatedly made this promise. I'm going to release the Kraken. It's an allusion to a mythical sea monster popularized by the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Powell also alleged Georgia Governor Brian Kemp accepted bribes from Dominion voting systems, claimed Hillary Clinton used the same election rigging software to defeat Bernie Sanders in the 2016 Democratic presidential primaries and other things. Earlier in the week, Fox News's Tucker Carlson explained how he reached out to Powell for any evidence of her claims. There's evidence that a lot of things that responsible people used to dismiss out of hand as ridiculous are in fact real. And we don't care who mocks it. The louder the Yale Political Science Department and the staff of the Atlantic magazine scream conspiracy theory, the more interested we tend to be. And we took Sidney Powell seriously. We had no intention of fighting with her. We've always respected her work. We simply wanted to see the details. How could you not want to see them? So we invited Sidney Powell on the show. We would have given her the whole hour. We would have given her the entire week, actually, and listened quietly the whole time at rapt attention. That's a big story. But she never sent us any evidence, despite a lot of requests, polite requests, not a page. When we kept pressing, she got angry and told us to stop contacting her. Powell then insisted she would start releasing the evidence this past weekend, which to our knowledge never happened. Yesterday, the Trump campaign distanced itself from Powell, saying she is, quote, practicing law on her own and is no longer on the Trump legal team. So in summary, Sidney Powell promised this. And what we've gotten so far is this. When life gets you down, you know what you got to do? I don't want to know what you got to do. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. It's honestly unclear what the status is of the lawsuits the Trump campaign have already brought against the aforementioned states. Georgia has already completed their recount without signature verification and has certified Biden as the supposed winner of the state. That's including the recount, which found thousands of Trump votes hadn't been counted or been misplaced. The two Senate elections elections there are still headed to a runoff in January. Moving on to COVID mania, we'll start with a reminder that it's lockdown for thee, masks for thee, but not for me. California Governor Gavin Newsom announced last week another round of lockdowns, I'm sorry, mitigation measures for his state and had to subsequently apologize for photos of him not wearing a mask at a dinner party with people from outside his own household. We're all human. We all fall short sometimes. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy was caught eating dinner with his family not None of whom were wearing masks. Put your mask on. You can go f- yourself. How's that? New Jersey has entered another round of lockdown mitigation efforts. While we were gone, Minnesota banned all social gatherings punishable by $1,000 fine or up to 90 days in jail. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds, who has long been one of the more lenient governors when it comes to lockdown mitigation measures, has banned gatherings of more than 15 people and enacted a curfew on bars and restaurants in addition to an even stronger mask mandate in the state. Washington Governor Jay Inslee announced another lockdown set of mitigation efforts in his state, including the closure of indoor dining. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo says, The key is to be strong and secure enough to admit your mistakes and admit your shortcomings. Don't get defensive. 
Schools are closing once again in vast swaths of the country. Philadelphia and Chicago announced last week another sweeping sets of lockdown mitigation efforts. The CDC has quietly removed its guidance for school reopenings from its website. The guidance encouraged reopening in the fall. A spokesman for the CDC told The Hill, quote, some of the prior content was outdated as new scientific information has emerged. The CDC also released a study on mask usage centered in Kansas. The study purportedly found cases of coronavirus doubled in non-mandate counties and slightly declined in mandate counties. Unfortunately, the study compared counties with extremely divergent population densities and picked random arbitrary end dates from months ago. The Danish mask study, the first randomized controlled trial on the efficacy of masks, was finally released in the annals of internal medicine. The study found, surprise, mask usage didn't reduce the infection rate among wearers by more than 50%. In fact, the study actually found a higher incidence of infection amongst those who wore masks. And finally, the following is what has to happen all over the country for this madness to end. A business owner in Buffalo, New York, demanded a health inspector and sheriffs leave his business and come back with a warrant after it was found the business was violating New York's continued draconian locked virus mitigation rules. This is private property. This is, this is private property. This, this is private property. Yes, it is. It's private property. Go I get a warrant. Listen, man, this is private property. They're not wanted here. Okay, Miss, you need to leave. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's montage brought to you by our friends over at Simply Safe. You know, there's always a rise in break-ins during the holidays. That's why Simply Safe Home Security is having a huge holiday sale. 30% off any Simply Safe system and a free security camera as well. You know, recently US News and World Report called Simply Safe the best home security of 2020. I agree. We had another home security system. We got to try this one for free originally. And then loved it so much, we canceled the other one, and we still pay for Simply Safe out of our own pocket. We think it's a fantastic home security system. So whether you're traveling or staying put for the holidays, or we forgot to put the alarm on when we already were on the plane. We're able to get on with the app and do it from I can't even remember where we were at the time. Check out the. It's just a fantastic system. It's easy to set up. We were able to do it in five minutes or less. That's with me involved, and you know I can't hook up anything. Except for home electronics. I seem to be good at that. Anything other than that, though, not my speed. But this I was able to install. Uh, that's how simple Simply Safe is. High quality equipment, great camera footage, simple setup, easy to use app. You won't get locked down or bogged down with a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, clauses and contracts either. All right. Simply Safe, S I M P L I, simplysafe.com slash truth bombs to take advantage of this offer. 30% off. It expires on Friday. Simplysafe.com slash truth bombs. All right. Let's get to Aaron's montage. And I occupied the entire opening 30 minutes of the show. So, Todd and Aaron, I will here defer to you guys on your thoughts on what Aaron just highlighted. Well, like I said, I was uh, not disconnected from what was going on. I was very much following it, uh, certainly on Twitter as much as I ever do, and watched quite a bit of Tucker, including the uh, show in question. Listen, uh, how long have I been telling you about listening to crazy voices in your head? 
and listen, I'm still pro Kraken. I want the Kraken. If it's there, whatever the Kraken, I'll take the Kraken. But what I don't have is stupid voices in my head. Listen, to argue that at the point they finally came out and had their press conference that we need something more than this is our first salvo, is to think that that, just wait for the courts, wait for the courts, the same, this, Steve already alluded to that, but that's a level of insanity that I, I don't I don't know what to do with. You you've got a very very narrow window. Look at how long it took to prove Russian collusion. We don't have that time. The, the the election is over with. You have a certain window to get something done before people in this culture start screaming coup. All right? You you can't just slow roll this thing. You had to v- target what you were going to do. You might think that's unfair, but that's what you had to do. And target a, uh, Tucker asked a very reasonable question of a woman who was appearing on other shows and talking about it. Uh, if there was a spat between the, the two, that's unfortunate. But this dog won't hunt at this level just because it's stupid. It does not mean that I don't believe Dominion voting machines may be a giant problem or that Trump may have conceivably won this thing, but you're never going to prove it this way. And if you don't have more game than this, the simple, the simple fact of the matter is it, the, you deserve to lose. I wish that weren't the case. But you have got to target this thing to be effective. It's an all-in moment, and that comes with a lot of high risk, and there is no sure path to winning this thing. But I, I don't understand how both the people on this team and the people following on Twitter are willing to simply say, you, you just have to abandon all common sense and put all your trust in people that, quite frankly, never earned it. Donald Trump never earned all our trust anyways. We just know that those people want to destroy it. And in the last year, I got on board and said, okay, I'll ride with this. But I ain't dumb. And this has just been a lot of dumb so far. I refrained from commenting on anything Kraken-related um, last week, save for... What, what is the Kraken thing? The Kraken thing is a, is a comment that Sidney Powell... Um, made last week reference to on a, on clash a, of the titans with, of with releasing the kraken lou dobbs releasing okay. right. releasing the kraken and i've got all this evidence that's just going to bring bring uh the, the whole cabal down in in one fell swoop and uh, guys you've heard you've heard the uh expression or some variation thereof never assign to malice or conspiracy what can be explained with incompetence you've heard some version of that Guys, I, I would I would alter it as well. Never assign <laughs> uh, what never assign to conspiracy to globalist conspiracy. What can be explained with programming? And here's what I mean by that: the you, you don't need with progressives. You do not need to explain results with some well, George Soros got together with Hillary Clinton and they, they leveraged some contact to Dominion. No. Progressives are programmed to cheat. We saw that. We already have the affidavits in all of these states. We've seen ample evidence of this. We've seen at the very least prima facie evidence of cheating in the margins in mass. We've seen that. 
We don't need a giant globalist conspiracy to come uh, to explain that. Yet, for whatever reason, last week, vast swaths on the right were taken with this theory. And I, hey, if she's got evidence, I want to see it. She's, she said she was going to release some of it this weekend. That never came out. Her credibility there is shaken, if not shot already. You don't need this to be able to win. And, and guys, a win may not look like Donald Trump being installed or being certified as the next president of the United States. I've maintained ever since the election that the baseline expectation, which is a very achievable goal, is to get this entire case, any of these cases, to the Supreme Court and get them, force them to say, yes, there was widespread voter fraud. That's a win because then you can leverage your state secretaries of state to never let this happen again. But we're not thinking about that. We want these things to be true. I want them to be true. I want this globalist cabal, if there is one, to come down. But guys, I don't see the evidence of that. And the person who says that she has the evidence has produced none of that whatsoever. And so what we're left with right now is Dory. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Escape. I, we're, we're ADD right now. We're not keeping on target right. on any measure whatsoever. And so you're undercutting. You're completely undercutting. If, if, this, if this is not true, which I'd like to see the evidence, but for right now, the very least of what you're doing is undercutting any legitimate claims, which we already have evidence of, of voter fraud. You're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing Donald Trump a disservice. He did it. His he did it to himself. Let's let's be. But if you continue to perpetuate this and just want to believe this without any evidence and just blind faith in Sidney Powell, you're doing yourself a great disservice here. And it's just you, you can't you, you can't you, you can't do that. I'm sorry. You you just can't do that. In fairness to Powell, you know, Jenna Ellis pointed out how hard it was to consolidate all of this information. Sure, the agreed. president's lead attorneys, Jenna Ellis. Jenna Ellis, agreed. Yeah. A- absolutely right. But regardless of whether it's Powell or anybody else's plan, it's a plan that has to hit pay dirt by around Christmas. That's the key point. That's all that matters. I, I, think, I think that's and the what point is, that has cannot be driven home enough. It, You're on, go ahead, Aaron. And I want to say one more thing. I want to say, what is the lower burden of proof? saying this ballot is illegal or there is a giant globalist uh, conspiracy, which has the lower burden of proof, i.e., which has the greater chance of winning something in this short amount of time? It's the former. Flynn entered the plea agreement under false pretenses on December 1st of 2017. It was this spring or summer, right, when the discovery came out that caught them, the the system, red-handed trying to frame him, right? Mm -hmm. Almost three full years later. Yeah. We don't have three. We, you, this, this is uh, as the guy that wrote like the definitive book on a satanic takedown of America. Do you need me? Do you really need to to stretch me very far to believe a digital voting software called of all things Dominion? Yeah, of all things Dominion could be used in order to engage in widespread fraud. No, you wouldn't. Need to do much to get me no, to that place. I'm there. But to prove it to the system between now and when the Electoral College is yeah. going to meet and certify an election, you're talking about uh, something that would take years, months at the best, to to unravel and explain and prove. Likely years. You don't have that. You got weeks. And an entire week was kind of wasted last week, yes. it appears, while I was gone. We'll get to your questions for our town hall when we come back. Stay tuned. 
And greetings back with our two live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast back from vacation. I am Steve Dace. Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre are here with me as well. Want to warn you, it's a short week with Thanksgiving. We're here today and tomorrow and then off the rest of the week for the Thanksgiving holiday. You can also let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox. Steve at SteveDace.com is how you can email the program. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook on our new MeWe page, which is the free speech alternative to Facebook. We just started that over the weekend. And our new MeWe followers, you're going to be taking center stage with this week's town hall. You get to ask the questions this week here in just a few moments. So just look for the Steve Dace page on MeWe. You can also follow me on Parlor at Steve Dace, our parlor account now is approaching 35,000 followers. That thing has really exploded in the last couple of weeks. So happy to see that. And uh, oh, I forgot our YouTube channel. Are we still permitted that? Is it still there? So far. All right. YouTube.com slash Steve Dace is where you can get samples of this show for free that you can sample yourself and share with others at YouTube.com slash Steve Dace. Also, if you're a podcast listener, we appreciate you. If you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review, hitting that subscribe button for us, whichever podcast platform you prefer. Uh, Thank you for doing that if you already have. But if you haven't, that helps us to spread the word about the show, helps the show to grow. Thanks to all of you that have done those things. Let's get to our Monday Town Hall, part one, brought to you by Tommy John. This is... One of the better products we've been introduced to on the show here in the last couple of years. It's so good that I have now, for a fourth time, dipped into my own pocketbook to buy more. Uh, Tommy John has a a big-time Black Friday uh, sale coming up your way. Uh, You can fight the cold with Cozy and Tommy John underwear, loungewear, pajamas, and bras. Shop their Black Friday sale now and get the gift of comfort to everyone on your list, including yourself. With Tommy John's men's and women's loungewear, say goodbye to the same old sweatpants. Tommy John loungewear is luxuriously soft and guaranteed to fit perfectly. Plus, if you got a bit of an odd build like me, where I am fit everywhere except for the pot belly, the the no fold-over guarantee on the underwear thing, that's a big thing. All right, don't un- don't underestimate that. All right, so uh, Tommy John has the best pair of underwear you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. It's the best pair of underwear I've ever worn. And right now, you can get twenty percent off for a limited time only. Twenty percent off for a limited time only using TommyJohn.com/slash Steve. That is store wide. Anything at the store, anything store-wide right now, TommyJohn.com slash Steve. That's where you want to go. Tommy John, just like it sounds, TommyJohn.com slash Steve. So let's get to our Monday Town Hall, and we welcome in our new friends over at MeWe. That's the free speech alternative to Facebook. They get to do this week's Town Hall, Ask Me Anything edition. By now, you know the drill. Todd, you select the questions. I have not seen or screened these whatsoever, so you guys are going to ask these questions cold. And Aaron, you are up. All right, we'll start with David Mark. How was Disney? You already talked about this a little bit, but uh, maybe give us your top three attractions there. Uh, Galaxy's Edge is incredible. It is the Star Wars version of the Harry Potter world at Universal, but it's even bigger. Uh, Really? Yeah, it's bigger. Uh, and, And credit to what Disney did with Rise of the Resistance, and that ride is phenomenal. And once you get inside the waiting area, it takes you a while to figure it out. Everybody is in character. 
every all the workers they're all in character as um as uh first order officers and uh they treat you like resistance scum the whole time uh and the ride is phenomenal even i, I mean our oldest daughter was like i i'm, I'm gonna come back here just to ride that ride it, it was phenomenal um the attention to detail just if if you grew up with star wars man like most of us did in our age group you're going to absolutely love it so rise of the resistance would be number one the other ride there smugglers run where you get to pilot the millennium falcon sitting there in the pilot's seat with my son in the co-pilot seat next to me in the millennium (laughs) falcon that was that was that was pretty dope um and then two of my favorites from my childhood where I just have strong nostalgic ties to them. Uh, Space Mountain is one of the, maybe the first roller coaster I ever remember riding as a child. And then Haunted Mansion. Um, I love that ride. And then I'll, uh, for a fifth one, I'll go with Test Track at, Ep- at Epcot where you, you test drive the, uh, the race cars. That's that's really, really well done. I didn't get a chance to do the Avatar ride because it was in Animal Kingdom. Um, I, I, everybody that has done it raves about it. But um, if you get a chance, eat at Via Napoli uh, in Epcot, the pizza place there. The pizza, it, but now I got to warn you though, you can't, you won't be able to warm this pizza up. So um, you want it's it's it it's that it's it's like that wood fire oven. So you want to make sure you eat it fresh, but it, and I know it sounds odd. Okay. This isn't pumpkin spice, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> I, and I was dubious. All right. But you guys know what prosciutto is? Yeah. Like an Italian kind of shaved, yeah. thinly shaved ham. That's wonderful. Yeah. I love it. I love it on pizza, but I was, the signature pizza there is a prosciutto and cantaloupe pizza. And I thought, yeah. no way. All right. There's no way this is good. But the cantaloupe, if you know anything about prosciutto, it can be a little dry, right? That's one of the reasons why it's sliced, I think, so thin. Um, the cantaloupe gives it just enough zest. It's kind of like honey ham, then. Yes. Yeah. And okay. it, it was really, really good. I mean, the look on Noah's face, him and I split one, the first bite that he took. I mean, the look on his face was, wow. I mean, that that meal was really good. And then I know Planet Hollywood as a franchise gets bad-mouthed, but the one at Disney Springs has a Kobe beef burger. Dude, that was legit. If you know anything about Kobe beef, that was legit. And their milkshakes there are just, I mean, they're incredible. I mean, they got they've got... Like candies coming down the side of the cup that are glued on with frosting. And I mean, the kids ordered these things and I could, I mean, they were over the top decadent, the perfect like vacation treat. Like you would not get your kid this dessert at like a real restaurant because you'd be like, nobody needs to eat all that or needs all, but for a vacation kind of thing, it's the perfect kind of vacation dessert, you know? So, um, we enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. About halfway through, you hit a wall where, you know, uh, the teenagers are tired of you and you get tired of them. Then you have your blowout and everybody's fine the rest of the time. Yeah, so yeah, that was great. Yeah. 
we just watched a documentary on Disney Plus, The Imagineering Story. I would highly recommend that. Hmm. Highly recommend it. It just tells the story of how all these rides got thought up and the technology behind them. Really, really cool. Matt Cochran is next. He says, will China ever be held accountable for releasing COVID on the rest of the world? If so, who will lead the effort once Biden is installed? Um, it, it, it's clearly not going to be under a President Biden if there is one. I mean, he's already signaled that he wants uh, friendlier relations with China, which he should. I mean, he's a de facto Chinese agent. Um, so it won't be via them. Um, I think the only accountability that will happen, I mean, who's going to do it in Europe, for example? So I, I think the only accountability that will occur will, would have to be like divine. If Joe Biden is sworn in, I think there will be an effort and you're already seeing it in what he is or his handlers anyway are saying that this is a third term of Barack Obama just with a dementia rattled um, figurehead and they're going to try and reinstate a lot of those policies. The one exception I think I don't think they'll renew the Iran deal. I, I think that there's just been so much progress now uh, Why are you even trying to predict anything? Well, because I, <laughs> I know at, you used to be good because I, I was asked to. Because I was asked. To. I know. Okay. Um, it's so hard. But now there's a story out today that Netanyahu had a meeting with the the Sultan or whatever over there in Saudi Arabia. I think we're so far down the road of isolating Iran now that I I just don't even think the Susan Rice foreign policy, which is what we're looking at, right? A third term of I I I don't even think they could go back. And, and go to that well again. Um, but I think you will see America become, uh, it'll, it'll be called a partnership, but a wholly owned subsidiary of China like it was for the couple of decades before Trump became president. I think you will see that reinstituted. I think you'll see, you'll be gaslighted. Um, references to the virus's original uh origin and things of that will be scrubbed completely. People will be banned from social media outlets for, I think, um, resetting that. Like you're banned for resetting that men can't become women and women cannot become men. Right? Um, and I think, except for places like Blaze TV, most Americans are probably going to get up in it, you know, and if Biden is sworn in, are going to get up in 2022 or 2023 and not remember what a Wuhan even is. That's what I think. Next up, Joe Seep says, if you believe the statement God is sovereign over everything, does Proverbs 1633, the lost is cast in the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord, literally mean that God controls the results of chance actions like gambling? Um. You have to look at what the purpose of the casting of lots was uh, in in biblical times. Meaning that they did not cast lots in order to in in order to take a chance, but to avoid taking one. 
gambling is by definition any game of chance. And so therefore a stock market, a commodities market, a ball game, a horse track, uh, a slot machine, anything where the outcome is not certain or secure, but is a variable is, is at that point is a game of chance, right? Yeah. And so you are, when you're gambling in those areas, there, there's a reason why, for example, there's one major casino right now in Las Vegas called Circa that has made sports wagering a centerpiece of its operation. And the rest of them are, are downsizing their sports wagering operations at a time when legalization is happening. And you're going to use apps like FanDuel and William Hill and things like that instead. Why? Because the profit margin off of that these books make on sports wagering compared to penny slots, it's not even close. Because they can, they can control how often a machine comes up with a win. They can't control whether or not, for example. Um, they, they, they can't control whether or not um, a star quarterback gets banged up in the middle of a game and can't go back in because of a concussion and the backup comes in, throws three interceptions and a certain favorite loses. You can't control that. And so you can beat the system at sports wagering if you're really good at it. You can beat the system at stock market trading if you're really good at it. Because there's enough variables there that you can analyze potential outcomes and then you make the decision which of these outcomes am I am I going to go ahead and wager on? I, I'm not forced to to bet every, to to invest on every stock. I'm not forced to bet on every game. See what I'm trying to say? Yeah. You get to choose which ones you think had the least amount of chance. When they cast lots in Bible times, it was to not leave things to chance. It was to specifically know the will of God in an area. So I think the premise is dramatically different. Does that make sense? Totally. Okay. So when when we gamble, we are we are attempting we're, we're taking a chance. Anything that is any form of speculation. So if you're a real if, you know if you're a real estate broker, frankly, you're not doing anything different than the guy who is a professional sports better. It just society has decided for now that your pursuit has more. Uh, honor but substantively it's not any different it's a, it's 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 learned spec it's learned speculation it's it's a speculative outcome anything anytime you put money invest money in a speculative outcome by definition that is gambling anytime um but the casting of lots was different it was to it was it was to not take a chance on the outcome like when the disciples cast lots about, didn't they cast lots on the decision to replace Judas, I believe, right? And it was down to, who was down to? Um, Matthias. And I can't remember the other one. But didn't they cast lots in Acts? I believe yes. they did. Okay. That was to know certainty with an outcome. You and I don't certain have certainty in the outcomes on what we invest in or bet on. We don't. So the premise is different. 
Next is Matt Shipman, who asks, if we aren't satisfied that fraud wasn't what stole the election from conservatives, and if the legal process fails, what's the right response after January 20th when Biden is sworn in, especially when he'll have already trampled on the Constitution he'll be pretending to protect? All right, leave that question up there, if you would, so I can... um, All right, so what's the right response after... To me, the response is the same than if you thought Joe Biden won legitimately. I don't think the means here changes, actually. The the response is when he honors his oath of office, honor him, and when he doesn't, don't. That's it. That that's I, I think that's the case. If he had won 40 states, if he had won the way the polls were falsely claiming he was going to, or if he won however means of shady means that we have we have seen over the exposed in the past few weeks. I, I think that's the same. The, the, to me, it's the same argument. We, we've we have had a lot of conversations this year about Romans 13 because of in the context of covid tyranny. The governor is not the king. The president is not the king. If you're hermeneutically applying that, that's that's a flawed hermeneutic. The Constitution of the United States is the supreme civil law of the land, correct? Yes. The supreme civil law of the land. The word civil, I'm using that on purpose, yes. right? Okay. So when Paul is talking in Romans 13 about obeying the king, what does the king represent in Paul's hermeneutic? What does the king represent? He is the what? The supreme what? Civil law. The king is the supreme civil law of the land, correct? Yes. Do we have a king here? No. So then what is the supreme, let me give you a re, the, the, the actual hermeneutical application of Romans 13 to being a 21st century American. When Paul says to honor the king, he does not mean the honor of a person. If he did, he wouldn't have said what he said next, which is give honor to whom honor is given. Because he didn't give Nero the honor that Nero wanted. That's why Nero cut his head off. Nero was the supreme civil law of Rome. Was he the supreme law? Was he? No. No. He was the supreme what law? Civil. Civil law. When Nero asserted himself above the civil law, which law did Paul obey? The law. Of laws. The law of laws. That's why Nero cut his head off. In our country, we don't have an aristocracy. We have a de facto one, but that's because we permitted it. We don't have an official one. So, the he Paul didn't write, honor the aristocracy. The king is symbolic of the supreme civil law. 
In our country, the Constitution is the supreme civil law. So, if the Supreme Court says, the supreme civil law says you can kill your child, even if that's nowhere to be found in the Constitution, should we kill our children then because that's what the supreme civil law says? Of course not. Of course not. And we recognize this, which is why we've had a pro-life movement for 45 years, right? Right. The supreme civil law in America, the Constitution, begins with what words? What are the beginning words of that supreme civil law? We, the people, in order to form a more perfect union. Meaning, when a king gives a decree, it is words unless he does what? Put his name on it, correct? Like a signet, a signature, it's just words. It's the, it's the fact his name is on it. That grants it power of law, right? Force of law, right? Yes. The Constitution was written accordingly. But we, the people, we are that signet ring. We're the signature. We, the people, in order to form a more perfect union. We consent to this. We decree these things. We ratify these things. When a king issues a decree in Bible times, when Caligula issued a decree in Paul's day, did it have to be ratified by the various provinces of Rome? Did the various provinces of Rome hold, hold votes to decide whether they wanted to affirm that decree from Emperor Caligula or Nero? Did they do that? I meant to say Nero, not Caligula. Did they do that with Emperor Nero? No. no. Because he was the supreme civil law, correct? Yes. Is that how our Constitution came to be? No. No. Every state had to do what? Ratify it. First state to ratify it, by the way? Delaware. Where Scranton Joe's from. They're the OG colony. First state. First colony to ratify the Constitution of these United States. So the Constitution is in place of the king in our system because the king in Paul's hermeneutic represents the supreme civil law. The Constitution is the supreme civil law in our system. It cannot ratify itself. It cannot enact itself. It cannot amend itself. Those things have to be done with the consent of we, the people. We are the power. Do you want to know when the COVID tyranny will end? It will end one of two ways. Either via rushed vaccines that like the mark, you will not be able to take part in activities without taking their rushed vaccine, which will be certified as safe by the same FDA that told you after 60 years, suddenly hydroxychloroquine wasn't a safe drug. Good luck with that. You will have to take either the most rushed vaccines of all time. Take the mark. That'll be one way. The other way, which I prefer, is we just say, we're done with this now, but thank you. We're not doing it anymore. Get up out of your homes everywhere in America. Open your businesses and open your churches. Wear masks if you think they work. They don't, but try it. I mean, it won't make things worse. It just won't help. 
But if you think that gives you some added extra cover, you think it shows grace to those who are scared, okay. I won't I won't I won't fight the mask debate on those grounds of trying to love your neighbor as you love yourself. I don't agree with you, but I won't fight you. It's the mask holes that treat it again like some other kind of mark. You're worse, you're the worst of a person if you don't want to wear one. If you're not gleeful about it like me. Those are the mask holes. But if you don't want to just sit around in your home in Illinois and Michigan and all these places waiting for the rushed vaccine to be foisted upon you as your the the mark you must take to leave your home, there's only one other path out of this. Unless you have what well, we would have said about five governors before I left, now the number's two. So unless you're governed by Christy Nome or Ron DeSantis, everyone in the other 48 states of this union, here's your only way out of this, refuse to comply. Because you don't have to. You're the power. You are the supreme civil law. That's what a republic, if you can keep it, means. That's what government by the consent of the governed means. You do it. We're not doing this anymore. We're out. Thank you. We pay your salary. We vote for you. And we refuse. But thank you. Your founders would have tarred and feathered if not hung Gavin Newsom for what happened last week. What was revealed last week. They might have hung him for it, frankly. That No, they wouldn't have hung him. Because they would have tarred and feathered his happy ass long before it ever got to this point. Before that hypocrisy was exposed, he'd have been tarred and feathered and shown the way out of town never to return before it even got to that point. Wouldn't have even had his hypocrisy exposed, even suggesting they had this power would have caused them to act. And harshly. That's it. Those are your only two ways out. Unless you have one of these other two governors. Maybe Brian Kemp is still good on the COVID stuff. I don't know. I mean, I just watched him lay down in his own state over this election recently, you know? So maybe he's still good. Maybe you can still count him. I don't know. Maybe Kim will follow what she's done in Iowa, which is whenever she's put restrictions, she has put an, she's one of the few that's actually put a defined expiration date on them. Most don't. And so maybe between now and December 10th, She'll have, you know, gotten back in her right mind. But that's still best case scenario means that's four. What are the other 46 states going to do? Because politicians don't ever in all of human history have never given power away voluntarily. Ever. Once given to politicians, it's always had to be taken away from them. And taken back. So take your power back. That's the only other way out. Or remain in your homes and wait for the rushed COVID vaccine mark. That will give you permission to leave again. Because those are the only two ways out of this now. The only two ways out. Mark my words. Those are the only two ways out. They're not going to voluntarily give the power back. And with a Biden presidency, notice that we started gaining ground. 
when the Republicans and Democrats couldn't come together on extending the unemployment benefits, right? That's suddenly when the whole, we got to reopen the schools. Notice the whole conversation changed in July, August, and September when the money ran, when the money ran yeah. out, right? Okay. That, that happened in a Trump presidency. In a Biden presidency, the fake money's never running out. They're going to keep printing it and printing it and printing it and printing it. People just stay home and, and watch out, out, out of my balls. Let's do that. We learned this last year, earlier this year. Didn't we, did we not learn this? I know. The timetable of when the country reverted to reopening can specifically be lined up with when they stopped printing the money. That's when reality set in. Well, now you're going to have all these Democrats in charge. Reality, not their thing. What's a gender? Borders, what are they? Money printed. They're just going to keep printing the fake money. They'll and, incentivize and, you to just stay in your homes. And the Senate we're fighting so hard for now, do you th- of course they're going to sign on with almost whatever the Democrats put forward They'll now. fight them on judges, I'll bet you, but on everything uh, else, but on, on, about stuff, free money? on the free money, oh, yeah. there's no way Mitch McConnell's That's shutting the point. government down over free money. No way in Not a million now. years. No. Nope. They'll give them all kinds of free money. You bet. So, hey, fight for Purdue and Loeffler in Georgia on judges. The, the, they'll stand up to the, they'll stand up to Biden yes. on that. Yeah, they will. But on the free money, hell no, they ain't standing up to him no. on that. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to get out of your homes and say we're not doing this anymore. Short of that, await the rushed vaccine and hope hope that the side effects aren't bad. Take your mark. That will be the only other way out of this. More in a moment. So what do millions of Americans and three former presidents have in common? Well, they all agree that Bull and Branch sheets are the softest and most comfortable, pure, organic cotton sheets on Earth. Their cotton is rain-fed, pesticide-free, and carries the highest organic certification. That's why it's so soft, and they work with family-owned mills all over the world to expertly weave every set of Bull and Branch sheets with the highest level of craftsmanship. It's quality you feel from the moment you open the box. I just got mine in. So getting ready to try them for the first time, I'm eager to try these, all right? Uh, they also sell them directly to you, which helps them keep the cost low. You can get these excellent sheets starting at just $160, all right? That's a fraction of what you would do if you went to a store with the markup. And you can sleep on them for a month for risk-free. If you don't like it, return them. Hey, they didn't live up to the hype. They're pretty confident, though. That you won't. And right now, you're going to get $50 off any sheet at bullandbranch.com with the promo code DACE. $50 off with the promo code D-E-A-C-E, my last name. And it's Bull, B-O-L-L, by the way. Bullandbranch.com, promo code DACE. Get $50 off at bullandbranch.com, B-O-L-L, bullandbranch.com, promo code DACE. Restrictions may apply. You can see bullandbranch.com for details. All right, let's get back to our monthly Ask Me Anything. We welcome in our new MeWe followers on our MeWe page. Just look up Steve Dace there. Aaron. Up next is Chris Graham, who asks, are there any good movies coming out? Well, I learned over the vacation that Wonder Woman is coming out on Christmas Day. So that's a prediction I got wrong recently. Uh, Warner Brothers has decided to go ahead and put it out in theaters that are open across the country on Christmas Day and then on HBO Max as well, saying, hey, we delay this movie anymore. It's 
given what they plan to do with the DC universe, it's we're going to move it. They got so they kind of have to bite the bullet here. And remember, this movie was supposed to come out last Christmas, and it got delayed because they didn't want it to go up against uh, the the rise of Skywalker. And then they moved it to I think it was June one, which was the date the first movie came out. Thought that'd be nostalgic, and then it got postponed to October, and then now to Christmas. But it is coming out on Christmas Day. Wonder Woman is so. There's that. There were actually a couple movies I thought looked interesting in theaters right now. I think that um, Kevin Costner Diane Lane movie. Yeah, that does look interesting. Where they got to go back and rescue their grandson. Yeah. I thought that looked kind of interesting. So, um, yeah, Wonder Woman's come out Christmas Day. I mean, that would have been high on our in a normal year. That'd have been high on our must see list, right? Yeah. So it's especially even more so now. So yeah, Wonder Woman. There you go. All right, up next, Raleigh Cook says, are you prepared for the gloating that is coming out of the mainstream media over the numbers that are coming out of Sweden? So I have been following Sweden's numbers. I don't know why there would be gloating there. I don't understand. I mean, their their case and death numbers are way below the rest of the European Union. I've been following this the entire time. I'm well aware of what's going on over there. I'm well aware of the fact that the prime minister has overruled Anders Tegnell and has and because politics ruins everything and has decided to institute a shutdown there so but the reality is their case and death numbers are still way below the rest of the european union it's not even close so if they are having a second wave there because they didn't achieve the natural herd immunity the first time then it is at the very least they weakened the virus with their previous approach because it is demonstrably less less effective uh, against the Swedish population than it was against the rest of the European Union. But but I've in, in my career, I've had people like, if I've endorsed a politician for office and because of a position they had at the time or took at the time, and then later on they go back against that position. And the people will come at me and say, well, what do you have to say? I don't have anything to say about it. My name's not so-and-so, Right. I'm not the one that went against this. You know, you got to go to that person. So I don't have to answer for what Sweden is, what's going on in Sweden at all. They do. They have to ask themselves why they had the best growing economy in all of Europe for this year. And then just decided to abandon that. They, they need to decide. I, I don't have to. That doesn't change any of the data we shared about what went on there this entire year at all. If anything, what it reinforces is how political this all is. Because I can absolutely see a Swedish prime minister anxious to be accepted by the political bodies of the world. And this is, and he's made them all look bad because he followed his scientists. He listened to them. He made the rest of these countries look bad. So one way, and they're they're heading into winter there in Sweden. Winters there are brutal. Won't be a lot of people out and about anyway in the next couple of months. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Perfect time if you're the prime minister of Sweden. Perfect time to make your alms and do your make good to the political uh, idols you have when most of your people will be indoors anyway and not traveling as much anyway because the winters there are brutal. Remember, it was about to be spring when the first lockdown battle happened. So I don't, I'm not discouraged by 
what is going on in Sweden at all. I, 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 if I was Swedish, I would be. But they have to answer how they want, how they could reconcile what they're doing now with the success that they had. I don't have to answer that. That is on my side. I only care what the data says. I don't give two craps or a masturbate about Sweden. Only it's data. I don't live there. I don't care. I care about data. That's all I care about. What's the truth? And the data still shows they're way ahead of their European neighbors, even as we speak right now. So, okay. I mean, if those people, after getting a year of freedom that no one else in the, in the civilized world had, if they now comply to be locked down, I don't feel any, that's on you. You, you want that. Like, I don't feel any, there was a video going around while I was gone of a bunch of protesters in New York City demanding the schools reopen. I, I feel no empathy for them on any level at all. Like none. Do not be deceived. God will not be mocked. Man will always reap what he sowed. Sow the wind, reap the whirlwind, man. I mean, dude, you you all vote for this. You vote for the same people and the same politicians over and over again. You do. So own that poop, man. Own it. Enjoy having those brats that you don't like at home so that you have to stay home from work. Own it. Own the fact you've got to be a pretend parent now. You can't just drop your kids off at the eight-hour daycare. Own it. Enjoy it. You did it. It's what you voted for. You wanted it. I don't feel bad for what, what's going on in Washington State. I know there's some good people there. Leave. Leave the state. Like Sam Kinison once said about Ethiopians, move where the food is. Leave. Why just stay there? And sometimes you have no choice. Well, you know, I got a sick loved one. Cool. Well, it's my job. There's other jobs. Leave. Move somewhere else. You don't have to do this. Like I, I don't know why anybody in Los Angeles County would be angry at Gavin Newsom. You guys gave him a 70% approval rating or something earlier this year. It's what you want. Own it. Embrace it. Marinate in it. You voted for it. I have no empathy at all. None. If anything, I'm enjoying it. And I think it's, I'm getting off on it, frankly. I mean, it, it, I like watching people hoisted from their own petards. You invested in this. You voted for it. It's all yours. It's your baby. Up next, Matt Irvin says, Steve, they're using testing against us. How do we get it to stop? People that tell me they would never test, go out and get tested and seemingly use a positive test as a badge of honor or a way to look for sympathy. These are people that literally have the sniffles. I understand that people are getting really sick, but it is so few now that a positive test is being construed as a death sentence. How do we make the testing end? So there's subtle and not so subtle ways to make it end. Let me give you a not so subtle way. A couple months ago, I got a call from a friend of mine telling me that someone we had been in contact with tested positive and urged me to go out and get tested. I told him, I'm never doing that. 
unless I show symptoms, no one, no one that doesn't get symptoms needs to be tested. When I went to Disney, now, could it be said that Disney World on a since Disney World reopened in June, has Disney World probably consistently been the largest gathering of human beings in America on a daily basis since then? I can't think of anything that would beat it. I don't think anything would even come close. It's the George Floyd funeral every day at Disney World, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, Did I have to show a negative test at Disney World to get in? Any other parks? I hope not. Nope. You know what I did need to do? Temperature. Why would they need to take my temperature? Because if you've got a fever, you probably have symptoms and are contagious. Yeah. yeah. Because that's pretty much true with every virus. If you called me up and said, Steve, my kids have the flu, I w- should I stay home? I would say, Todd, are you symptomatic? Right? Right. No? Then I would tell you, you should uh, expect to see your ass at work. If you called me up and said, Steve, my kids had the flu and now I'm running a fever, what should I do? What would I probably tell you, Todd? Stay home. Stay home. Yeah. What is, what is, what, it, it, corona, what's the next word? Virus. Virus. Is there, is this a super virus, a, a new biological, immunological, vir- virological classification uh, that we have yet to encounter here on planet Earth? Apparently. In reality, no. In reality, no, it's not. In propaganda, so yes. There, there's no, so, so this friend of mine was like, you, I said, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I didn't get mad. I just said, I'm not doing it. I came to work the next day, told you guys, hey, someone I came into contact with recently tested positive. I had no symptoms. I'm not getting tested. If you guys want us to socially distance and stuff around here differently, we're already pretty socially distant as it is. But if you want us to do it even more, I'm happy to do that. You want to stay home? I don't blame you. But I'm I'm not playing the the case demic testing the test demic game. I'm not doing that. Like because that's the game. I mean, look at the look at the rules. You're better off reporting a positive test than you are you've been in contact with somebody because the contact tracing is more prohibitive than the positive test quarantine is. So no, I'm not playing along. So that's one subtle way is you just, we're not, if I'm not showing, showing symptoms, I'm not getting tested, period, end of sentence. We can all do that. The other way that we, the other way that, that we can all do that individually with little to no conflict. The other one that does require conflict is I'm not submitting to this anymore. The conversation we just had. Because now you've got, that's the other problem I have with Project Warp Speed, is now we've got more of big business in bed with big government. And I don't care what anybody says, I just don't like the results whenever that happens. I like it when they're at odds with each other, and I can play one off each other. I don't like it when they're making out, giving each other hickeys, like they're doing right now. But we refuse to comply. We're not doing these anymore. That's it. Thank you. You can't put us all in jail. Can't fire everybody. Eventually, somebody have to show up to work. I mean, how do you think they, we ended things like bus boycotts and stuff in the past, guys? They just changed the law? No, they didn't. The Montgomery bus boycott was f- more than five years after Brown versus Board of Education. Actually, it was 10 years after that. Brown versus Board of Education undid the precedent of Plessy versus Ferguson. That segregation, separate but equal, was legal. 
Brown versus Board of Education overrode that Supreme Court precedent. Did every state in the South just say, oh man, Supreme Court ruled segregation's bad. We'll just let all the non-whiteies into our universe. Is that what happened down there? No. That's not what happened at all. How do you think things changed? Laws don't change things. We we change things and then the law changes. It's the exact same point I'm making about the the uh, the courts and the election. The courts are not just going to magically sort this all out, or, or if they do, it's going to be in a way that you hate and rules over you. You must define the terms. That is what Steve is talking yes. about by coming out saying this is exactly the hill we're dying on legally, or by saying under no circumstances will we live under this sort of medical regime. That's it, you. Medical you regime must tailor- is a good. Term. You have to define the terms of the argument. Go yeah. on offense. That book defines what we're supposed to be doing here. There's not new rules for this. It's the same rules. No, so here's some more rules that you can you can break as well. If you are sick and tired of overpriced greeting cards that don't say what you really want them to say, and if you've decided, you know what, I want to trigger some people for Christmas, because why not? All right. Uh, thankfully, you've got Patriot Penguin. They're the first and only greeting card company for conservatives, but They've got a bigly sense of humor. Because you know what I always say? If it's vicious, if it's funny, you can be vicious, right? Yes. Well, it's going to be funny so you can be vicious. From birthdays to Christmas, Patriot Penguin has a wide selection of cards that will trigger all of the right people. Plus, remind the like-minded that you're not drinking the Kool-Aid. All their cards are designed and printed right here in the good old US of A, and they ship free and quick. You gotta love that. So go to PatriotPenguin.com right now. Save on a four card set for $22 with the offer code Steve. That's four cards for 22 bucks with the offer code Steve. It expires December 15th. Gotta have your order in by then to guarantee arrival before Christmas at PatriotPenguin.com offer code Steve. That's PatriotPenguin.com offer code Steve. If I could have a final word today, because I think everything you guys are asking and we talked about in the first hour really comes down to one thing. We keep waiting for someone to hand us a deliverance. Yep. We're the deliverance, guys. We, the people, in order to form a more perfect union, can also say, we, the people, in order to comply with subjugation. We can do that too. Just as we can, we can consent that we're going to form. We act like they just held a convention and King George III said, damn, those are some smart arguments. All right, 5,000. No. People died. Lots of people died. Brutally. That's not what happened. The idea they're just going to, you know, that hot damn, Mark and Urbandale, what a great argument. Governor DeWine has now decided, Mark and Columbus, he heard your call on Rush Limbaugh and thought, man, I've just been a dunce this whole time. That's not how this is going to go down. You gave them the power. You will have to take it back. John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.